Hey guys, welcome back to the Influence Community. We're your hosts, Alyssa and Danielle. This is where we spill the tea, talk all things influencing, and try to keep up with the ever-changing industry. Grab a coffee, sip your tea, and we hope you enjoy today's episode. Hey guys. Hi queens. Happy Monday. We're back again. So excited for today's episode. Um, it's we have an amazing so good, guest. Um, we're obsessed. We are full. If, I don't know. We were kind of obsessed before, but now we're fully obsessed after this fully, episode. So, fully. so excited for you guys to listen to it. But and by the way, this is the type of episode that we would have dreamt of when we like started influencing and honestly like still yes it is just so informative so i'm so excited for you no guys we to literally learned so many new phrases and words or keywords yes. or things we had no idea about mm-hmm. so please please listen to this episode it's so informative and mm-hmm. so educational and we're so excited about it um just real quick some updates i feel like our main update is that the Paris trip deadline is coming up to sign up. So I think it's a little, it might be one full week from today, maybe like a little more, but literally one week left to sign up for Paris. If you guys want to come once the deadline is closed, that is it. Um, We won't be able to make any exceptions. Last time we tried and it was like a really, really big deal. So they said we can't do that this time. But basically... One week left. Sign up if you're interested. We're so excited about the itinerary. We have it all posted on our Influence Community Instagram page. I think we saved it to a highlight. So we have that. And then, yeah. Oh, we're starting um, something in the Facebook group. What was it again? Okay. We want to start a thread called Should I Work With Them or Should I Work With This Brand? So we can post the brands that were a little sussed or sketched on. Or honestly, also, if you like really loved the brand, just so we can like keep these brands accountable first of all and also just discuss and compare our experiences because Alyssa just went through a horrible experience with a brand that oh yeah you posted about it so yeah I posted about it it in Um, the episode we do talk about it in this episode and then hopefully by next episode we have like a full answer and then I can talk about it more so yeah, we just want to have that thread in a safe space where if you a brand reaches out to you and you're not sure about it, you mm-hmm. can post in this thread and be like, hey, like, has anyone worked with this brand? And that way people mm-hmm. can share their personal experiences and then you can make your decision based off that. But I think that'll be super helpful for you guys. Yeah. So love that idea. Okay, I feel like that's pretty much it for updates. And we really wanted to want to just dive into this episode because it's mm-hmm. so good. So we hope you guys love it. We are interviewing Thea from Bloomy for Creators. It's legal services for creators and it's so amazing. So hope you guys enjoy. Hi, Thea. Welcome. How are you Hi, doing? Guys. I'm so excited. How are you guys doing? We're, We're good. so good. We're, We're so excited so for this. Excited. Our, I, I know like our, our list, audience yeah. is just going to love you. They're going to love you. We've been wanting to have someone exactly like you on the podcast. Um, I feel like it's just going to be so valuable. So thank you for coming on today. Oh, I cannot wait to share <laughs> tips and talk to you guys about Yay. stuff. I mean, I've learned a lot too in this journey. So I'm really excited to share. Amazing. Yay. And I've been working with you for a little bit too. So we'll kind of dive into that when we get into conversation as well. Because I feel like there's such valuable things from even everything we've been going through this past week as well to learn from. But before we right. kind of jump into everything, we always start our episodes with what's current influencing us we call it our influence of the week and it could be literally anything it could be makeup it could be food it could be a brand it could be a trend it literally can be anything so Danielle do you want to share your influence this week 
Yes. So I'm on my hair care journey, you guys. I get highlights. You guys probably know I am not a natural blonde, but that has taken a toll on my hair. So I started taking the JS Health hair capsules. I've heard amazing things, so I can't wait to share my um, results. I feel like it's placebo effect right now. I'm on day two and I'm like, oh my God, I totally see it. (laughs) But um, (laughs) that, and then I also have been loving the brand Kerastase. I think that's how you say it. They have really good products, especially for damaged hair. So I've been using the hair oil and uh, honestly, I forgot the other ones. I need to put them on my story because there's like three other ones. But yeah, just working on my hair, getting it healthy, especially because it's winter. Like the winter months really took a toll on my hair. So getting that back to life. (laughs) What about you guys? What are your influences? Okay, so mine this week is makeup product based. I have two things that I am currently obsessed with. The first thing is I just got in the Charlotte Tilbury matte wands. It's their new ones. So like the glossy ones went viral on TikTok and they were so hard to get a hold of for so long. And now they just released the matte ones. And I feel like that is way more my vibe because I always like my makeup very matte because I have oily skin, I feel like. So if I do like the dewy look or whatever you call it, I like I feel like I just look so oily and like the makeup is like gonna slide off my face is what it feels like so (laughs) I love these new matte wands they're so pretty I tried one of them and the color was just so so pretty so I'm obsessed with that and then the second thing is I cannot stop watching the video of Patrick Ta doing Alex Earl's makeup on TikTok first of all I cannot believe he went to her house like, I know wait wait side note did you see her house <laughs> like wait after? what Where yes she- yes <laughs> yes just so funny but I think that's why everyone loves her because yeah. she's just so real and relatable totally. like even down to like that stuff where normally you would be like that's gross but it's honestly yeah. so relatable but that bronze makeup look that he did on her was so stunning I love a golden bronze look and I just oh my gosh I'm so obsessed I've watched the video so many times I need to like take notes and try to recreate it because I just love how it came out so I'm like okay I want to try this so that is Cute. my two influences, Charlotte Tilbury and Patrick Ta. Love, Love that. So. Okay, Thea, what is influencing okay. you? Okay, so I've got two influences this week. Uh, one is business and one is personal. Okay. Love okay. That. So the business is I've been influenced by influencers just by talking to them because I had an idea as to what the pain points were um, from the influencer point of view. And... Basically, after talking to many influencers, I kind of changed my mind. I thought the main pain point was um, like not getting paid and getting ghosted by brands. But really, the main fundamental pain point is not understanding contracts at all and not knowing what they're reading and not knowing what to sign. So I'm developing a program that basically goes to the fundamentals of what is a contract, what needs to be in a contract and what terms should you have in a contract for an influencer agreement. Mm-hmm. So that's my Love business that. influence. Love and that. the personal one, I'm going to kind of um, use Alyssa's um, platform of like when the makeup. Okay. Um, the Hailey Bieber and Selena Gomez little um, fan feud that's going on has got me back to obsessed with rare beauty. Oh, oh my God. God. Rare beauty is so, so good. good. I, oh my gosh, their highlight. I'm I, that's so my next purchase. The powder highlight right now. So good. 
Oh my gosh, I love Rare Beauty. So I love their pigmented um, blush, right? Same. It's like so highly pigmented. And now I'm exploring their lips. And mm. um, I'm, I've been just um, kind of obsessed with the lips now. Like the like the lip liner. Oh, I need the, to try. The, lipstick, the lip balm. I'm just going down that rabbit hole. And I was last night, I was trying on like five different colors. So yeah, that's I love the that. two influences of the week for me. I just oh like gosh. also love their packaging love. so much. Like something about it. Yeah. Just, oh, I love it. Well, it's also like very positive. Like they name their products like Be Kind. Like mm-hmm. just like positive affirmations oh, yeah. I really and like the branding is like it's just so thoughtful and just I'm going to say I'm a Selena stan, you know? I mean, uh, me too. I think everyone's on that side right now. <laughs> <laughs> so amazing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, well, well that's it for me. Perfect. Let's dive into questions because I know everyone wants to hear from you and your story. So if you just kind of want to introduce yourself and maybe share a little bit of your background with everyone. Sure. Hi, everyone. Um, My name is Thea Sanders. I'm the CEO and founder of Bloomy for Creators. I call it a... um, the access to legal resources for influencers and all content creators. Uh, I'm a lawyer. That's basically my background, but I'm also a businesswoman. I've had my own business for over 25 years. And how I stumbled upon creating Bloomy for Creators is that I like to say that I'm a casual consumer of TikTok. <laughs> and okay. so, of course, everybody loves like Same. scrolling and watching TikToks and stuff. And I saw that over the past year, specifically UGC creation has exploded. And I've heard a lot of advice being given on TikTok. And I try to say like, it's not intentional to give bad advice, but there is a lot of misinformation and bad advice that's being given to other content creators, especially young content creators. And when they're talking about contracts and terms, and I saw that there was a gap in the industry. And, you know, when I started my business, even though I was educated, it was assumed that I knew what I was doing. Like, I should already know what I should be doing or what I should like, what I should do, what contracts I should sign. And I kind of learned the hard way, you know, just like through getting knocked down and getting myself back up again. And I'm like, you know what? I wish I had somebody to tell me, hey, this is what you're supposed to do or this is what this means. And this is such um, a new industry with content creation in general that it's like the Wild West, right? And people are just kind of navigating and bumping into walls and then hoping that people are telling them the truth. But you see on social media, people are saying stuff because it's clickbait or they Mm. want clout or they're just giving bad advice because they want to gain their followers. And then they're selling courses and they're not even like, you know, they're they're not even they don't even have the credentials to mm-hmm. sell these courses. So I became passionate about helping specifically young female creators know what they're getting themselves into and just know the legal ramifications of contracts that they're signing. Wow. That's like the one, that's like why I hate TikTok is because of that clickbait, people Mm -hmm. just trying to sell courses and like claim to know all these things. But truly, if you like do the research, if they're like, you know, I'm selling a course on how to grow your TikTok, but they only have like 3000 followers. But you're like, why? Like, I don't understand. Like, why wouldn't you use 
these tips on yourselves and have 100,000, 200, 500 right? million followers on TikTok. Like it like I I feel like I totally understand where you're coming from because that's the one big turnoff mm-hmm. for me on TikTok that I absolutely hate and like cannot stand and it annoys me so much that people do yeah, that. Yeah, there's there's like also mm-hmm. these TikToks where people will say that they'll start the video with these like outlandish statements that like sound insane and then afterwards they'll be like I was lying and this shows you how quick people are to take in information on TikTok right. and it's so true so are you right, on TikTok right. by the it's way like, you know you gotta I am. okay good because you gotta okay, battle guys, these people do what them <laughs> you need to do stitches and be like yes. this is incorrect actually I'm a lawyer yes and I, then- try to, I try to I try to stay positive you know I stay in my yeah. lane and I want to, I'm not about tearing people down or saying like, oh, they made this mistake. I just want to tell them like, this is what the truth is, not off of somebody else because I don't, I'm not trying to get into a battle with anybody, Mm -hmm. but I just want to give them good information. In fact, I am on TikTok and it was funny because we were going to go live and it's like, oh, you need a thousand followers to go live. I'm like, oh, okay. How hard is that going to be? Well, yeah, it's kind of hard. You know, especially if you're um, just starting out. But then I guess I made a video just playing with my dog and talked about a red flag in a contract. And now it's up to, it's over 300,000 views. And now I'm at 6,200 followers. And that happened in two and a half, three weeks. People, no, it literally is a gap. It literally takes one video to go viral. Like one of my videos, it's the most random video. I have it pinned on my account, and it's me walking down the stairs, like a stairwell, wearing a blazer, saying, like, I found my style. And it was so controversial for some reason. I don't know why people (laughs) were so pressed that I was claiming that that was my style, but they're like, you look like every other girl in LA. And I'm like, I I just said, like, I liked my style. That's it. But from that one video, I'm pretty sure I grew 10,000 followers. So it's like, even though you do get the hate, you will reach the right audience. You have to be controversial. Those are the people who will stick around. And I feel like the information that you share is just so valuable and so many people need it. I feel like, yeah, you, if you're not already doing this, definitely keep posting, sharing tips, red flags. Like so many people need this information because I feel like for us, when we started, there was nothing, no resources, anything. Mm -hmm. And so it's literally the two of us just trying to figure this out. And then we learned about the word perpetual. And when we learned about that (laughs) word from Danielle's experience, (laughs) yeah, because some brand wanted perpetual and then we yeah. were like what is that like we don't get it right so we like had this whole thing we about it up. you said no obviously yeah because <laughs> yeah it was actually it was like a really big brand too i think it was google but they bought I thought a, it was squarespace oh squarespace it was so obviously squarespace. it was like a tech company yes yeah and that was the first time we heard it and then that like snowballed into us finding out about like whitelisting, like so many things that we weren't charging for. We had no idea what it was. Um, so obviously we yeah. don't know like the legal behind it, but we were just like, okay, perpetual red flag. And then we would tell our audience, you guys read and your no contracts. Like we're not lawyers, but like look for this word. 
And so we would like right. over the time and experience just learn about these keywords yeah. to look for and then like share yeah. it with our audience. But we never had a resource or really anyone we could go mm-hmm. to and be like, hey, does this contract look good? Like we're out here like most influencers yes. reading these contracts, trying to navigate through them, looking for the words that we know to look for, but not truly understanding what this mm-hmm. contract is saying. And that in retrospect is very scary. Now yeah. that I like think about yeah. it and I signed these contracts that I have no idea what they really meant. Right. <laughs> it's kind of scary. Right. And sometimes they phrase I mean, it the, different. The, the video that I said that that kind of that blew up on TikTok, it was about this, you know, I was telling them that, hey, th- there's a term in this contract that basically talks about product liability that's placing um the responsibility on the influencer and people probably don't even know what product liability means. <laughs> I know. And so I had to break it down. Okay. So what product liability is, it's a legal terminology and it's about, um, liability. So let's say for instance, I gave him the example, let's say that Danielle makes a suntan lotion and then Alyssa buys it and it burns her skin. Well, she sues Danielle because it's product liability. So any injury or harm that caused that's caused by the product, oh that's called gosh. product liability. And so what was happening was that there was a clause in this contract that said that if there was a product liability claim that the influencer would indemnify, which means pay back any um, damages or loss of income or loss of profits. Wait, the influencer, the not the brand? Yes. Yes. What? Wait, is this a common yes. thing for products? Shocked. For product-based collabs? Um, no. So this was in a specific contract. Okay, so it's not super common. That's like people... I'm scared. <laughs> product liability is a common... Okay. Um, is it's it's a common piece of law that, you know, people will sue for like negligence or any type mm-hmm. of tort. Um, but I had never seen that in an influencer agreement. And I'm just like, big red flag. You cannot sign this. This is crazy. So I let the influencer know that, hey, this is what the terminology is in there. And they kind of like slid it in there. Let me tell you how tricky. I know we're kind of going off no, because totally this, I'm so passionate about no, it. No, this with is like so interesting. Yeah. This is how tricky these contracts can get. So let's say, for instance, you sign a contract and one of the terms is, is that you cannot disclose that you were given the product for free when you're doing your review. Now, we know that that is an FTC violation because you have to disclose, right, that you're getting paid or you receive this product for free. What the the brand did was they put that in the term um, as a term in the contract that you cannot tell your followers. But then they also said that... Um, you can't say anything disparaging against the company. Okay? Mm-hmm. So you've got two terms. One is don't tell your followers that you got this for free. Second thing is you can't say anything bad, even if it's true, anything bad about the company. Okay? Now there's another clause, a third clause that's a severability clause. And that means any clause that is unenforceable or illegal, the courts will not look at, but they'll look at everything else. So they will kick out the clause that, oh, you know what, Danielle, she wasn't supposed to tell her followers that's illegal, so we're going to kick that out. But guess what? It's legal about the disparaging, so she cannot say anything bad about the company. So what happens? Danielle gets an FTC violation. She gets up to a fine of $46,000, and she's going to say, well, I was told in the contract that 
I wasn't supposed to do that. And they're like, well, that's illegal and that's your responsibility. You still get the fine. Well, she goes onto social media and she says, you know what? This brand told me that I wasn't supposed to do it. I followed their, their what they said to do and now I got sued. Do not work with this company. Guess what? Danielle's going to have another lawsuit from the brand because she signed a contract saying that she would not talk badly about the company. Wow. So screwed either way. <laughs> See, this is like so crazy. I don't think anyone knows about this or talks about it. So I'm so No one talks about this stuff. And also, like you said, it's like such a niche industry. So the fact that you're in this industry is so helpful because I'm about to literally refer your services to every single person I know. But it's just so crazy because, yeah, no one talks about this. And like, how are we supposed to know to look for that? How are we supposed to know what those words mean in the contract? We like read it and we're like... I mean, yeah, I guess that seems okay. I think a lot of brands yeah, take because, advantage. Yeah. Because we're just creators. Oh, I say that. Well, well, right. I'm just a baby. <laughs> right? <laughs> Literally. I'm a baby. So, okay. So, so if you think I say that content creation can be very lucrative, okay, but it also can be very exploitative because mm-hmm. I think brands and companies are exploiting creators because they know, number one, you guys are not educated on the law. You may not be sophisticated in legal jargon so when you're looking at something you may google it and think that it means one thing but how it is applied means a completely different thing and so i feel like they're taking advantage of creators because they're th- they're thinking like well you know this is a brand deal that's maybe going to be i don't know 250 bucks if you're starting out whatever 250 500 are you really going to pay a lawyer 350 dollars an hour to go over every contract to let you know hey listen this is right. a bad deal because this is a bad contract no they're like she's probably going to sign it because she wants the money but then guess what They've got you and you can't fight back because you've signed a contract. Mm -hmm. Wow. Wow. Okay. So I guess that kind of leads into one of the next questions was just, can you give any influencers who are listening to this just some advice and like the best ways that they can protect themselves in the industry, any general tips or just anything off the top of your head that you would want to tell everyone? Yeah. Oh my gosh. I have so much to say. Okay. First of all, I would say that one of the things you want to do is you want to decide whether or not you want to work with the brand, right? I would look on Glassdoor because the employees are going to give the tea and the secrets if they're, if they're a bad company, if they do not pay their employees, if they don't pay their bills. So you already know that they have certain bad behaviors and you're going to have to decide Oh, am I the exception? Are they really going to like treat me differently than they've treated everyone else? So that's a really good tip to see. I would also talk to my community to see if anyone else has worked with this brand. You know, I think that content creation can be lonely in the sense that you're doing it yourself. Mm -hmm. But, you know, if you hook up with another creator and you are active in your community and you're in your space and then have a conversation like, has anyone else worked with this brand? Oh yeah, they burned me. I just think that there has to be a certain amount of due diligence from the creator herself or himself to look at the reputation of the brand before getting in bed with them. Mm -hmm. Okay. I would start there. And then after that, um, I would take a look at the contract to see, you know, how in depth is this contract? Because it might be super complicated or it might be super simple. Now, just because it's simple doesn't mean that it's unenforceable. It could be very enforceable, but you wanna make sure that you are not exposed to liability. 
Either they're shifting liability to you or there's the potential of exposing yourself to liability. So I would take a look at that. Yes, people are saying buy a law dictionary. Well, I'm, I hate to tell this to you, um, but you could read the definition. That's not going to help you that much mm -hmm. because there is a class for first year law students and it's called legal writing and they literally will talk about where you put the comma because where you put a comma in a sentence can change the sentence. Wow. Okay. That's one thing. And there are certain clauses like everyone's tossing indemnification, indemnification. Indemnification means you are taking care of the losses and damages that is inflicted on somebody else. Like if Danielle and Alyssa are in a contract and they have an indemnification clause, if Alyssa gets um, sued, then Danielle is going to indemnify Alyssa. I'm going to pay for your damages. Okay. Think of it as a reimbursement. What you really want to see in there is a duty to defend, meaning they will pay for the attorney if you get sued. I'll pay for your attorney, not I will reimburse you. See, so there's certain mm. terms that you should mm. think about, but I always say either talk to a lawyer, talk to a legal professional. Thank goodness we have Bloomy for Creators now. You yeah, thank God. Me, and I can explain that stuff to you guys. Wow. Okay, I also, I was reading contracts, I know. and I feel I'll, like I wasn't now. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I have a question from the influencer side, because a lot of people, I think, wonder, like, would you recommend registering your influencer, like, persona, or, like, your Instagram business as a business, like an LLC, a sole proprietor, S-Corp, like, would you recommend that to someone um, to protect themselves? Okay, I was just talking about this with my um, husband this morning, and I was saying that I've spoken to a lot of influencers, and I was surprised to learn that a lot of them actually did have LLCs, mm -hmm. but they weren't treating the LLC like they are supposed to. Because an LLC, think of it as a baby, okay? In the sense, it has its own personality, its, its own being, right? It needs to eat, sleep, go to the bathroom. It's, it's, it's a person, and if you do not treat the LLC like a separate person, it does not matter because the court will do something that's called pierce the corporate veil. They will pierce through the company and go to you. Our faces are literally okay. shocked right I'm now. Like, We're like, what? 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 Okay. I'm like, I will be booking a call with you after this. Okay. <laughs> okay. What that means is, all right, when you have an LLC, you have to treat it like a completely different entity than yourself mm -hmm. because- the purpose of an LLC is to limit your liability mm -hmm. so they don't get your, your assets. Mm -hmm. They don't, you are not personally liable. It all goes under the umbrella of the LLC. When the court takes a look to see how you are treating that LLC, okay, and you commingle funds, you use it to pay your hair bill, you know, like going to a hairdresser to do your nails, and there is no distinction between the two with money-wise, that's when the court will and that's what they say, pierce the corporate veil, pierce through it and attach your assets and you. So it doesn't matter that you have an LLC. That is so interesting. And I have never heard that before. So thank you for sharing that. So, okay. I'll just ask a question on top yeah. of that then. Is an S corp more protective in that from piercing through the corporate veil? Um, it's, it's either way they will still pierce the corporate veil with, you know, with corporations, if you're going to be registered as a corporation, there are different, it's just how you are taxed differently. Mm. It's really about taxation and, and how you're going to like, um, split the company and shares if you, how you pay yourself, you know, that's, it's all about taxes. 
it with the structure. But legally speaking, you both get the same type of protection, okay? And you still have to conduct yourself separately mm-hmm. as a separate entity. It's just a matter of are you a sole proprietor, are you an LLC, or are you an S-corp? That's how it is. So you're just basically saying like when you are when you have your LLC or your business, make sure you're treating it as such mm-hmm. and very much so separate your personal expenses. Like make sure you have your personal account, your personal checkings, yes. and then you have your business checking so that you're not mixing your expenses per se so that, you know, if the court does have to look at it for whatever reason, you are very clearly separate an individual and a business because I think that is confusing for influencers because we are the individual and we are our business as well so it does kind of get mixed together but you know separating it is like kind of confusing I think for everybody yeah it's so confusing yeah because at the end of the day you know I and I always have to say this isn't legal advice or tax advice but I talked to you know I was vetting um, a CPA because I'm going to be adding accounting and bookkeeping and tax preparation for content creators through Bloomy wow and so (laughs) I was talking to the CPA and I was like hey um, I can talk about it from the legal standpoint of having an LLC and and a corporation and the LLC, I mean, it's going to flow through you anyway. Any profits that you have, it's going to flow to you, mm-hmm. okay? Whereas the corporation, their profits are going to stay in the corporation and maybe they'll do like a K-1 um, tax return and then you put it onto your personal taxes. So it's really about taxation. But yes, you have to keep it completely separate. Otherwise, it's it's useless. You're going to have to pay $800 every year mm-hmm. just to keep the LLC open in the state of California but for what if you're not going to treat it right? That makes a lot of sense. Stop being abusive, you guys. So like we need – so like I guess you should think about like putting a shield up so they can't pierce yes. the veil. So it's like you got to think That's of right. how am I shielding my little bebe so they don't pierce the veil. <laughs> that is right. Okay. That is right. So then, okay, you cannot treat – let's say, for instance, you have a separate business banking account for your LLC. Don't use it as your piggy bank. Don't just go to the ATM and go and just withdraw like, oh, I'm going to take 20 bucks for the coffee or I'm going to take Yeah, that makes sense. Don't do that. You know, if you're going to allocate some money, give yourself a paycheck. So so you're saying pretty much if you're going to be like serious about this, you need to be serious about this, like setting up your payroll, um, you know, making sure you're tracking like how you're getting paid, all that. So that, like you said, when you need money, that it is personal when it's personal. Yes. That makes sense. Yes. I mean, you could talk to your tax professional, Mm -hmm. talk to your accountant about how you should do this, especially if you're going to take money out of it. How do you take money out? You know, Mm -hmm. there are rules of how you can take money out, especially if it's for you. Now, if you're going to pay a vendor, right, of course, have a paper trail. But if it's for you, you know, keep your receipts in 2019, the UK really started looking at taxing influencers and the US is starting to do the same. They're starting to look of like, how can we tax influencers? Mm-hmm. Because people are on TikTok talking about, I'm making $15,000 right. a month. I'm getting gifted this and that. You know, the government wants their money. So they're going to come. They're going to come knocking. So like, stop talking about it, you guys. Like, please. <laughs> I'm just yeah, kidding. like, don't draw attention to yourself. I feel like, you know, anyone could make those videos it's really, but like, you don't want that attention on you. I mean, excuse me. Remember during COVID when everyone was getting like PPP money or like right. the BDD? There was a rapper who literally 
talked about, oh, I got all this money from EDD and it was like throwing cash. He's in jail. Oh my okay? God. He's in jail now. <laughs> like, okay. Okay. Well, take that as an example, but it's funny because those <laughs> videos are always the ones that blow up. Like I've seen girls post the carousel of like how much they made. They always blow up, but then I'm like, so it's like, make sure you're Hope paying you're your taxes that. because if you're posting this, right. then the IRS can see it, which means they know what you're making or whatever. You're basically telling them, right? You're telling them how much you're making. Yeah. Um, yeah. So interesting. There, I'm really happy and excited for this um, also tax portion of your business to happen. It's happening within Bloomy, right? Yes. Okay. Very yes. cool. It'll be an add-on so that... Right now we have tiered memberships. And yeah, I why don't we just talk about it? Like, tell okay. tell the audience. Like, I'm what like is so Bloomy excited for about creators? it. Yeah, what are you, what are you doing? How do people sign up? Give us the whole like spiel. Oh yeah, and this is great because I'm about to raise my prices March first. Okay, Amazing. So- I signed up, <laughs> I'm like, guys. I'm okay, I'm signing up now. So- like right after this. <laughs> Okay. So get in on so, it while you can. Yeah, get on it while you this can. Week. So basically, what I did is I, you know, I. I talked to influencers and content creators to see what their pain points were. And a lot of them are just starting out in their journey. So I wanted to make sure that they had protection also. So instead of having like a one size fits all, I decided to create tiers. And there's like one that's called seed. And it's all like, you know, because Bloomy and Flowers, it's seed, sprout and blossom. So that's how it is. It's just like, With Seed, you get one phone call per month and one contract review. So what I do is I take a look at the contracts that you receive and I will do an audit and I'll pull out um, clauses that I find very concerning or if the person is confused as to what does this mean. Like you guys talked about um, perpetuate, perpetuate, oh my God, in perpetuity, (laughs) perpetual. So it's in perpetuity. Mm -hmm. And she was like, Hey, can you explain what in perpetuity means? So she didn't know. And I had to pull that out and then explain to her what in perpetuity meant. You know, it means forever. Okay. Without exception. So I'll take a look at the contract and then I will explain terms. And then what I do is I empower by educating the influencer or the content creator to go back and push back and negotiate terms. Some people don't think that they can negotiate terms. They think they can only negotiate their deliverables and price, but you can also negotiate anything in that contract. So there's contract review and phone calls with me based upon, you know, how many you want so seed is one sprout is five and blossom is unlimited and then along with that you get access to an exclusive member area which we're going to be housing workshops and webinars i've already talked to an attorney who specializes in negotiation and she's going to be putting on a workshop on how to negotiate your contracts and it's a member area that there's a discussion board and you can chat with other members. You can also chat with me. I had a new um, Bloomy member who wanted mentorship. And so she is getting mentored by one of the other Bloomy members who's been doing content creation for about 10 years because she sells one-on-one coaching. So wow. there's access to mentors and it's just a supportive community that's like exclusive and protected. So the general public do not get access to that. Mm-hmm. So basically, so, someone yes. is interested, they go onto your website and mm-hmm. you have the different tiers that they can sign up for. So they just figure out like what they need or what they're interested mm-hmm. in and then sign up for that tier. And then it's like a yes. monthly payment. That's right. And exactly. then is it like, do you pay for a year up front? Is it month by month? 
So right now, the the lowest tier is Seed, and it's $20 a month, but I'm changing it to $35 on March 1st, and they have to pay for six months up front, so that's $120. And then Sprout is $50, it's going up to $65, and that's three months up front, and then Blossom is $99 a month, just flat, and it's just like reoccurring. I am going to be putting together annual pricing so that they can get like a slight discount, um, but that's what the pricing is. The, the Blossom is going to stay at $99 for now. Okay. No, that's amazing. And that's the unlimited one pretty much. Yep. Those are great Mm -hmm. prices, honestly. I feel like that's I can tell you one thing. I've had people I've had people who um signed up for seed because they're like, Oh, that's the lowest tier and within two weeks they've upgraded because Mm -hmm. having one phone call or one document, especially if once they start getting inbounds, it's it's kinda hard. They they need more support and I try to say that our tagline is um, protect as you grow so as you grow and get more inbounds and get more exposure you need more support Mm -hmm. and more services I think that's awesome though that they start out because at seed because it's like smaller creators they still need access to something like this but a lot of people when they start out cannot afford a lawyer so it's really cool that you have a pricing like that like first the first level seed because i mean because if you think about it time you get you know, one a say month someone, someone gets a 500 dollar collab and if they have seed mm-hmm. you said that one's like 35 so 35 dollars mm-hmm. out of the 500 dollar collab for you to help them go on the phone and talk about the contract for a little bit yeah. is honestly so and worth the investment yes. and peace of mind and potentially you could mm-hmm. help them make more money you know? Yes. In the contract. So. Yeah. <laughs> right. So like the one girl, she started off with seed and then she's like, oh, I, I haven't had um, a collab or a brand deal. And then I helped her with her portfolio. Um, and then like two weeks later, she's like, I have to upgrade because she got like three deals in one month. That's so awesome. it was like, it can come fast, you know, and you guys know, like it can come fast. It can like either be right. a desert or it could be a fountain. Exactly. You know? That's amazing. Wow. Thank God, honestly. Yeah. So, <laughs> there was so a huge like if gap. someone, say, is interested in this and they don't really know what is the best for them, can they book like an intro call with you? Like how does that yeah, work? Yeah, of course. So on the website right now, um, people can't just purchase the package. They kind of have to go through like an interview with me just so that they know like, okay, who I am, what service I provide, because I want to set their expectations straight from the gate. Mm -hmm. And so they get a free 15 minute consultation call with me. And then we kind of decide together what is the best package for them. And of course, whenever they pick a package, they can easily upgrade at any time. Wow. Okay. So it's like they can get a feel for you. You know, Mm -hmm. obviously you want to vibe with people you're working with and be on the same page and have the same mentality. And I'll tell you guys a story. So basically I found Thea through another creator who we are pursuing legal action against the same brand because we haven't been paid for almost a year now. And so I had my intro call with Thea and I was like, I love her so much because as we were on this call together, you were already Googling the brand. You were looking up all the LinkedIn's like you were already like pulling in so much information as I was just kind of telling you about my situation on the call. And I loved your just like go getter attitude about it. Like, let's get this done. Like, let's not waste time. Like, I can do this. Like, let's go. And I like, you know, working with people like that because I'm like, yeah, like, let's go. I'm ready. 
Whereas like, yeah. you know, if you were a little more like laid back and like, yeah, like I'll get to this, like we, yeah, maybe then I kind of would have been like, you know, maybe this isn't a good fit, but like having that call with you, I was like, yes, this girl knows what she's doing. She knows what's up. She's very educated, like already like working on things. So I was like, yes, we are very aligned. Our energies are very much the same. Like this will be a good partnership. And I feel like that phone call, cause I was like, you know, I don't really know what this program is. Like, I'm not sure. But like after that phone call, I was like, oh my gosh, sign me up highest tier like let's go let's do this this is so good for creators and like we're currently pursuing legal action with them and trying to get a payment which is amazing so and that's like like I feel like what you've accomplished in this past week has been more than what was accomplished the entire year trying to like get something to happen so it's like having you on board and like doing this has been seriously so amazing and such a good experience so I just wanted to share that experience with you guys like I actually have personal experience with Thea and she's literally amazing so it's like if you sign up for that top tier one, like you can help like get payments or brands not paying you like writing that demand is the demand letter part of the top tier. Yep. Top, that's part of the top tier. Yes. Yeah. So um, she sends demand letters to these brands this to like get you paid you guys. Like we're yes. with Bloomy. Well, Stop effing with creators. <laughs> I hope that you start. Well, scaring yeah, people. because well, you know what? We did get her paid. Michaela did get paid. Yeah. So yes, I have high you guys, she got like paid. progress. <laughs> We got, After we got paid in a year. I, yeah. What, and what I, what I think brands and I think they don't understand. And honestly, the creators do not understand that you guys have a voice. And what I want to, and pardon my French, but I am about to tell this brand um, owner that it is about to be a shitstorm for this brand. Yeah. Okay. Because I think that other creators are waiting with bated breath to see how is this going to play out? And I think that once you guys realize you have a voice, there's power in the people that this puts the pressure rather than like, okay, yeah, you know, let me write a thousand emails asking and begging for payment. And it's just like, bing, 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 they don't listen. But once you start talking about, hey, you have a contractual obligation, Um, you signed this contract, you know, why are you not paying? You can't make it contingent upon silence. You can't do this. You can't do that. We're going to enforce legal action. I have read different emails from influencers and creators asking brands to pay them. And they've all said, I am going to pursue legal action. And they actually never do. because And the brands know that you're not going to. You know why? Because you're going to have to hire a lawyer. And it's going to be $350 an hour. And then you're going to have to pay court fees. But if you take them to small claims court, if they're a U.S.-based um, company, you could take in the small claims court and you are not allowed to have a lawyer represent you. So you have to do it yourself, which might be intimidating to somebody. So are they going to follow through? Probably not. And I think the brands know that. But if you bring a lawyer or a firm into it, then it's like, oh, I think they're serious. And not only is it going to be a legal ramifications, but it's going to be a public relations nightmare. I am talking to a platform a third-party platform, and I am asking them, what are you guys doing to ensure that creators are not being exploited by brands? And at first they're like, hey, you know what? We're just the platform. We're a marketplace that brings the creators and the brands together. And I'm like, okay, now you know that this brand is a bad actor. What are you doing to make sure that they don't take advantage of other creators? And they're like, listen, uh, we're, we want to help you because they understand that's going to be a public relations nightmare. 
You guys are not protecting these creators. You're having these people prey. They're preying upon creators. Yeah. And 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 they're just saying like, well, they're going to take their commission and so you guys are on your own. No, no, no. No. They're they're not on their own. They got Bloomy. True. We got Bloomy. That should be your freaking <laughs> tagline. Like brands back off because we got Bloomy. <laughs> brands back off. BBB. <laughs> no but it's like such a good point though is like you know we can be like okay well i'm gonna pursue legal action but then it's like a whole other battle for us and it's like we shouldn't have to be that's taking away income because instead of us being able to create and like you know bringing in an income for ourselves now we have to dedicate this time to legally going after this brand which costs more money and a lot Mm -hmm. of lawyers in general i don't think understand it and i don't think they're willing to take it on because it's such an unknown space that they don't know if it's worth it for them and then these big firms they don't work with influencers so they're just like no like we're not going to take this on Mm -hmm. or they just kind of ghost you from my personal experience so that's why I'm yeah, so I happy like that you're wild doing west. this. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's like the Wild West. Nobody knows. They're, it's, they're kind of making it up as they go along. Mm-hmm. And I what I want to impress upon creators is that it's business. It's all business. When you look at a contract, it's business. So what you guys need to get into your head is like, oh, when they're talking about usage rights, whitelisting. I did a video talking about there's something called residuals, right? So if you were hired by, let's say, I don't know, Rare Beauty, and you were going to do a commercial on TV, and you have a speaking role, you would get residuals. So if they're going to take your content and put it on a different medium, social media, on Instagram, whatever, and they're going to use it constantly over and over and over and over and over again, what is the difference between that and you being on a commercial on TV? It's still your image and likeness. They're using it for advertising purposes and they're making money. So why can't you get residuals? Mm-hmm. It's business. And I think too, I think we've talked about this before is just as females in general, like we are a little, we're not as confrontational. We're a little more timid. You know, we have more of an emotional attachment to things. So it's like, we're not always looking at it as business. We take things personally. Like, you know, like we just have like, I feel like a lot more like kind of just in it as just females. And Mm -hmm. so sometimes it is hard to separate business or really kind of have that like this is business mindset. This isn't personal. So it's like maybe, you know, negotiating your contract or asking about a certain clause feels uncomfortable because you don't want to be a burden to the brand on the other side. But really like this, like you said, is your business. You have to protect yourself. And this is normal. Like it is normal to ask brands about contracts if you don't understand them to negotiate aspects of the contract that aren't just your deliverables, but other clauses in there as well and it's like we need to normalize that and people should feel comfortable doing that and not just sign it because you're like oh well I don't want to ask them because then I don't want to lose this deal Mm -hmm. like I'll just sign it whatever yeah Mm -hmm. yeah and you know they say like oh you catch more bees with honey I think they indoctrinate women to be like nicer to like hey you know could you please and yeah you do catch a lot of bees with honey but at some point it's like enough's enough you know like I know Alyssa's had it like you've had it like I want my money I want to get paid I have I've done the work I've done the work enough's enough so Let's get down to brass tacks. Just give me my money. Another thing I want to tell you guys is the creator economy. You have to think of yourself as a brand, right? 
you're not just Alyssa and Danielle and I'm posting, you know, um, on Instagram, but you're also a brand in yourself. And how can you take that and monetize it offline? Mm -hmm. So they're talking about the creator economy. Is it going to explode in 2023? And some of the predictions are that a lot of the creators are going to be creating brands, not only just mm -hmm. themselves, but what other brands that you can you can create. And since you're having this experience of contractual negotiations, you're going to be even the most the more wiser and stronger because you'll have it on both sides. You'll know exactly how to negotiate with influencers mm -hmm. or content creators because you were there and you know exactly what the brands expect because you've been negotiating contracts for years with brands. You'll be like a triple, double, triple threat. It's true. Wow, that's such a good point. Yeah, and I feel like, especially with the creator economy, I feel like I've only ever read articles or seen things that it's just continuously growing and growing, which means, you know, brands are putting more money into it and using it, which means like there's more contracts involved, which means we're going to yeah. need that legal support, which means we need Bloomy to have our backs I, so that yeah. you know we feel confident going into something and not just like what did I just sign I don't really know but like okay I feel like also yeah. I'm so happy we're finally entering an era that there are creator specific people like lawyers and CPAs mm -hmm. and that it, that was never a thing and so I feel like everyone has a hard time finding a CPA a lawyer who's so well versed in the creator industry and being like influencers because I feel like some people still take it as a joke especially with like the older generations oh yeah so yeah. I'm just so happy we're in this era and I feel like I, I think the, that it's one like of the first. I I totally agree because I think that people they paint content creation as a side hustle mm -hmm. and when you say side hustle yeah it's like you should be like it's like equivalent to selling lemonade outside you know it's but content creation is really hard work. Right. I can appreciate how much hard work it is because I have to create content on TikTok. I mean, I can't even imagine if I had to curate my feed and my clothes mm -hmm. and really be thoughtful and then create a script. It's a lot of hard work, right. you know, and they're like, oh yeah, it's like a little side hustle. And it's, oh, you just take really, pictures of yourself yeah. and post them Yeah, because you're, you're obsessed with yourself, you know, and that you just want to see yourself. I think it's disrespectful and this is a real mm -hmm. career and and you have to um, sign real contracts and there right. are real consequences. Right. And so it deserves real respect. Thank and you, I think too, Queen. once <laughs> brands, I know, once brands start to see that, you know, influencers are serious and like they have that, you know, legal backing behind them, then it's going to stop happening as much because, you know, like I said, I was chasing a payment for almost a year now. Nothing really happened, was just being ignored. And then finally you bring legal into it. And then all of a sudden they're responding like, oh my gosh, like how can we take care of this right away when they don't think it's serious just to kind of like put a good face out and just like look like they're doing something like performative oh, oh and no then Alyssa what they said was like why did she, Alyssa have to take it legal why did she have to go there and I was and like we I like, wonder because why. it's been a year it's because it's been a year they said that. like I'm they were kidding. shocked that like that was like the thing that happened when they shouldn't be shocked at all because that's like a very like if someone like say um a vendor didn't like pay them like what they're owed they're gonna go after that vendor as well so why is it so shocking when it's the other way around that's where mm -hmm. it's like brands just like don't see it coming or they just truly don't think the influencer is gonna do it and then when the influencer does it they're like wait 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 a second like what's going on like how could you do this to us and i'm like what yes. 
Literally. Yeah, like they were. It's like super they like and- turn into the victim, and I'm like, no, 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 I'm the victim, not you. Right. It's like you do realize that she's the victim here. They're like, oh, why did she have to take it to legal? Why didn't she just reach out to that me? That is so like, infuriating. But she did because it's yeah. like this like, is you know, our she income. Out to the company. Like it's, we, it's gaslighting. We operate like, I've been yes. without this income yeah. for a year now. And so, like you like, plan, what if I was with relying that? on that. Yes, you plan. And they were with like, that oh, but this is so much money for us. I'm like. Money is it so much money for you? This is she is a small business, you know. They're like, We're a small business. I'm like, So is she, and she did the work, right? If she did the work, she needs to get paid. So I just don't understand. They're like, Oh, yeah, we're gonna pay, we're gonna pay. So then, what's the problem? You know, it's yeah, yeah. and I feel like it's kind of like they're playing this game where it's they, you know, go from like victim to like really upset, and it's just like this whole thing. And I was honestly thinking the other day, I was like, I needed to tell you this, but I feel like he thinks he's like draining like he's like oh let's just make this take longer so that it costs more for yeah. her I truly think that's where the mindset is now at this point but hopefully yeah. we'll be wrapping up within the next <laughs> week or so I'm really yes. um positive about that's that but awesome. yeah again couldn't have literally done this without Thea you guys like I'm not even joking and will be using her for every I'm probably gonna be annoying you're gonna be like this girl is so annoying she I love it <laughs> Oh my God, I'm she has all these problems I'm and I'm, if you guys can't tell I love talking about it I'm so passionate yeah you can it. Like, really can, like, tell I feel like like it's just like really refreshing like talking to someone who gets it and who doesn't think what we do is silly or like not serious A because joke, I get that all the time or... especially on TikTok people are so rude on TikTok about being an influencer but also like talking to like actually CPAs who just don't really understand it and like actually which is another interesting thing because as influencers we're you know freelancers contractors there are so many different types of freelance Mm -hmm. contractors out there like hairstylists Mm -hmm. like it's not that different and like these people act like it's this some weird alien strange industry and they like make you kind of feel bad about it in a way or they make you feel embarrassed or uncomfortable when you're trying to tell them about your business and it shouldn't be like that at all like you shouldn't feel like less than or talked down on when you're trying to do your taxes like every citizen has to do (laughs) right because number one here's a couple things number one you're bringing them money and they're going to get paid right okay so recognize okay second thing is um just like anything um when something starts and people start flocking to it and people start making money the government comes Mm -hmm. okay and there's a case that i'm really interested in and i want to see what happens and it's about this family uh okay it's a mom who was managing her daughter she's a teenager she's a youtuber and she had her cousins and friends involved and they're suing her and because of labor laws and there's so the government is coming in talking looking to see about child labor being used on social media and what type of labor laws are going to be imposed on social media also sad you know like the screen actors guild they are now talking about having influencers being part of I heard SAG. about that. Like you can yes. pay to like be a part of right. that because mm-hmm. I, who was telling us that if someone signed a contract that they couldn't be part of a union? Oh, someone was yeah, literally – I think it was There are Michaela. contracts out there. Wait. Oh, yeah. I think it was her. She was mentioning yeah. that she had a contract that oh, said yeah, like, it was her. that she couldn't be part of a union, not that she is – 
But like that was just in the contract because that sad thing is coming up. It's coming. And, you know, with that being said, you guys get um, protection as far as shocker. Everyone like doesn't want influencers to have protection. (laughs) And guess what else you guys get? You also get health care. Yeah, that's you would get access to healthcare, wow. and that's huge, so that you don't have to pay for your own healthcare. So there's benefits there. So I'm just saying that the you know when the government comes in and there's regulation, but then of course there's regulation along with the protection, and then once you have that, then you have the respect. Then it's beginning. Oh, this is legitimate. This right. is credible. We really have to like you guys have a voice and a seat at the table. So love it's I think it's coming. <laughs> we all deserve a seat at the table. You guys know I love that mantra. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> talk about it all the time. Um, yeah, wow. So that's what's coming. I feel like we could talk to you for literally two hours. <laughs> I was saying you. because you mentioned like you're doing like some sort of workshop. I was thinking like maybe we could partner and do some sort of like influence community x bloomy for yes, creators. That would be awesome. Either like in person event or where you I would like love speak that. or maybe do some sort of like a Zoom event where people can yes. buy a ticket to the Zoom and like you know we would go over a lot of legal stuff. Or we could have a Q&A session where people could ask you questions like on this Zoom and kind of get a feel for it. Like I think it would be a really authentic and cool partnership together just because we are always advocating for influencers. That's why we have this podcast is we're trying to bring transparency to the industry as a whole. So Mm -hmm. it's like I feel like our audience, one, is going to absolutely love this episode, but two, would love to like do some sort of event or something that where they can you know meet you talk to you just kind of hear about all of more of this information because there's I feel like there's so much to talk about or people are just going to have questions and kind of and to do it as a community because you know sometimes people Mm -hmm. are a little hesitant to ask questions so it's like someone else will always have that same question too so just kind of like empowering you know female creators to use their voice and to be confident and really you know like you said like treat your business as a business and not as the individual and like really just kind of take everything to the next level. I feel like people would really, really like that. Oh, I would, I would love to be in something like that and participate it. I think that, you know, one of our members, Jenna, she's like, you know what? I think our mantra, if you will, should be like, change your mindset, change, you know, like from um, it being a hobby, content creation being a hobby to like a business. Mm-hmm. You need to change your mindset. You have to treat it, it like that it, if yes. that's how you want it to yeah. be. Exactly. Good manifesting If too. you want it to be a business, yeah, you got to treat it like a business. And that means from your business bank account, from all of your taxes, you know, how you treat your money, your image, It's so funny everything. too because it's like all like go to a new tax accountant and they'll be like, oh, wow, you're so organized and on top of it. And like, wow, you have all this stuff like, and I'm like, shouldn't I? Like, isn't that what I should be doing? Why are you shocked? Because I'm a business. Yeah. Because yeah. you know, no, they probably true. think you're just going to bring like a grocery bag filled with receipts or something. Exactly. <laughs> like, it's like they, they're shocked when like I explain how I'm set up and everything. And they're just like, I feel like they should expect that. I feel like it's Not probably right. like it's on the coming. come up though. And a lot of girls like yeah. literally don't know this. And you know, as the, how would they, honestly? Like, it's just this information is yeah. just, and that's out the there. other hard thing, too, is because taxes, like, the government doesn't tell you how much you have to pay. It's like those memes. It's like you pay the government, and the government is like, nope, you're wrong. 
<laughs> you know? Well, and, and I think you, you see all of these courses on how to be an influencer or how to be a content creator. And it's mainly about like, oh, how to increase your inbounds, like how to do your profile. But realistically, it's more than that. It's about treating it like a business. And I feel like no one's talking to them about that like treating content creation as a business like oh it's all about increasing your follower account okay but once you do that what do you do you know what what are you going to do then yeah there's, there's no like big picture they say the lifespan of a content creator is like five years because i think number one you burn out from like you know taking all these pictures and posting and it wears on your mental health but also number two i don't think that they're you know as organized as you are Alyssa, and then like they're treating it as a business and so I think they do kind of burn out and like feel, feel, okay, where am I going with this? Right? So I think that if we created something that's like real influencer one-on-one, -on -one, not just like, oh, take your aesthetic to, you know, elevate your aesthetic game. Like, no, 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 yeah. no, 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 elevate your business game. Mm -hmm. No, yeah. so true. Love that. Such wow. good points. Well, literally so many golden nuggets in this episode, you guys. Yes. Yeah. Thank you so much for taking time out thank of your you. day to chat with us and share this information. Mm -hmm. And yes, our audience can look out for a future event with you because I feel like yes. that would just be so fun, so cool, so educational, so uplifting, like just everything the industry needs right now. Yeah. So yeah, we really appreciate it. And do you want to share like your socials or where people can find you and all that good stuff? Yes. Whatever so you want to share. Is, so our website is www.bloomy for creators and bloomy is spelled B-L-O-O-M-I-E. And that is our social also at bloomy for creators. It's on Instagram and also TikTok. Amazing. Perfect. There you go. And oh, on our Twitter, we're Bloomy Creators. Okay. I, I kind of shortened it. Okay. Amazing. Yeah, I'm on the Twitterverse too. <laughs> Love that. We'll put um, like a link on our stories yes. for people if they and are in interested and want to sign up. We'll put it in the show notes as well. Truly, I'm just like, are you ready for this? Because I will start sharing it with everybody. Yeah, and I, I know. feel like you are it's just like, like, it's like the clovers. <laughs> it's like the clovers consider it brought. You know, it's like, bring it. Love that. Right. Because Love. I want everyone to reach out to you. Like I'm yeah, you already know I reach out to you. We talk every day. So Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. I have a conversation with them on Monday. So you'll be hearing from me tomorrow Amazing. too. Oh my God. Amazing. Yay. Okay. Well, thank you so much. Really appreciate it. And we will talk to you soon. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you guys. Okay, you guys, that is a wrap for this week's episode. I learned so much i so don't much. even know I, I need to go back and listen and take notes because i literally have a full page of notes you guys so um personally i, feel like I just, will be signing up she talked about so many things first of all that i had no idea about and second of all she's yeah. just honestly you guys she's amazing i i'm already signed up i'm under the blossom one i believe which is the highest one mm -hmm. and she's been helping me with one case this past week but i already have another case for her for something else that i've been working on so <laughs> i've already like giving her all this work so i really hope i'm not annoying to her but you guys she's just she's so sweet if you couldn't she's tell from this episode she's so passionate and excited and wants mm -hmm. to be doing this work with creators and i think it's such a good resource to have because i truly don't think there's anything else out there like no this. i've never heard of something like this 
So like she's the first to start even it. just the fact that she reviews contracts, so maybe you're not signed with management and you get a contract and you don't feel comfortable with it or you don't know what it means. Like even if you signed up for the beginner one, to just have her read over the contract and explain it to you is just so educational and empowering I feel like for your business like we talk about Mm -hmm. it's so worth it so I think I'm going to continue with the blossom one and just use her to review contracts to send demand letters to brands who haven't paid me I'm going to start going down a list and (laughs) have to start sending out demand Demand, letters so yeah hope you guys love this week's episode we really enjoyed talking to her and like we talked about in the episode we do want to host some sort of event with her because we feel Mm -hmm. like it could really benefit this community so stay tuned for that other than that do you want to share our listener of the week yes our listener of the week is rachel her instagram handle is at rachel r-a-c-h-e-l-m-e-l-i-l-o malilo shout out to you rachel um she's a consistent listener she put us on her story which we absolutely love to see that makes her whole day um also has the cutest feed honestly um she has that like modern romance vibe that very romantic cutie vibe Whimsical. i love to see that so yeah cute. like ballet core yeah. so check her out and thank you for listening rachel yes thank you rachel and thank you guys for listening this week we hope you enjoyed our guest as always sign up for our trips for europe this summer Mm -hmm. we're so excited we have our facebook group the influence community where we're going to start a new chain in there to discuss brands and we also just it's a safe place to chat in there as well and then Mm -hmm. lastly if you guys would leave us a review we'd really appreciate that too so we love you guys and hope you have the most amazing week this week and we'll see you in our next episode bye bye guys thanks so much for listening we hope you guys love this episode don't forget to subscribe for new episodes every monday leave us a rating and review and we'll see you next week Bye. bye